If you have no idea what an archetype is, then you are about to find out. You're going to find out that the kind of archetypes that are dominant within you are key to determining how you show up for yourself each and every day. This week, I want to talk about three of these archetypes and show you how you may have an imbalance of them within your life, which means that you're not getting the results or reaching the goals that you would dearly love to achieve. Do join me for this one. I promise it's going to be a really good one. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness podcast, bringing you a weekly dose of fitness and wellness inspiration as we explore together how to get motivated and create a realistic and achievable way to stay active within a busy life while stepping away from guilt and the diet roller coaster for good. Together, we'll unpack some of the myths and unhelpful messages from the traditional fitness and diet industry so that you can find a better, kinder, more helpful way to fit exercise and wellness strategies into your life improve your confidence and feel amazing. I'm your host, women's fitness and wellbeing coach, Alex Hubble, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, and a firm believer that exercise and eating well can go hand in hand with chocolate, wine, and lots of rest to create a happy life. You can find out more about me at chickfit.co.uk or head to my social media channels at Alex Chickfit. Hello, hello. How are you this week? A huge welcome back to the podcast and this episode, which is all about archetypes, particularly the princess, the martyr and the queen. Now, if you have no idea what I'm talking about here, then bear with me because I promise, I promise, I promise this is going to start making sense very soon. And I have found this to be a brilliantly useful way to look at things, to look at some of the actions you take in life, some of the results that you're getting in life as well. And to think about maybe a different way of approaching those things, a different way of kind of embodying what you want to achieve and who you want to be. And I think that it's going to really help you to see some of your choices, actions in a slightly different way today. And I hope ultimately it's going to show you how you can start showing up a little bit differently to get the results and the goals that are really, really important to you. Because the thing is that when we want to achieve something, we sometimes see it as all about just the action that we take, the external action that we take. Either we're doing the right things or we're not doing the right things. But what I want to do today is go a little bit deeper than that and start thinking about how we're actually showing up and who we are being, you know, what we are embodying in our lives each and every day. In other words, are you being the kind of person you need to be to take the actions that you need to take? So it's not just about taking the actions, it's about embodying who you need to be in order to take the right actions for you. So before I dive into this, what the heck are archetypes? Because it's like, what is she waffling on about right now? So Archetypes are really a pattern of behavior that influences our mental, emotional, and spiritual growth as human beings. These are the foundations of why we do what we do, why we behave the way we behave, and it has a huge impact on getting the things out of life that we want to as well. Now, there are loads and loads of different archetypes and different types of archetypes, things like the mother, the maiden, the hero, the child, or ones like the idealist, the observer, the perfectionist. And, you know, we all tend to have a mix of a lot of different archetypes within us. Some are much stronger, some are much weaker, some show up on a really regular basis in our lives and others don't quite so much. And, you know, each of these archetypes brings something very different to the table and has a real influence on us. And there are also some female-specific archetypes, which are, and this is not necessarily an exhaustive list, and and they may be called different things in different places, but the key kind of female-specific archetypes are the maiden, the mother, the crone, the seductress, the witch, 
the Queen, Crusader, Mystic, Spinster, and Martyr. There's quite a lot of them, aren't there? So that's why I'm just going to really focus on three today. What I've done is really pick out a couple that I think tend to show up for us the most and also pick one that I think that we need to embody a little bit more. And the thing is that what I want you to know here is that none of these are better or worse than the others. You know, some of them may have a negative connotation to them, but they are not necessarily a negative archetype. They have good and they have bad. But for many of us, we just have a bit of an imbalance. We have an imbalance in the way that we show up. You know, there are certain energies which are really dominating and certain energies which we could do within our lives that aren't showing up at all. Now, if you're thinking this is all a bit woo-woo so far, then I promise it's going to start making a lot more sense. You know, I personally am not a particularly woo-woo person, but this is definitely something that I have latched onto and that has made a lot of sense for me and is something that I definitely am working on myself as well. Like I said before, I'm going to talk about three key archetypes. Now, these are three key archetypes. Well, two of them are key archetypes I think a lot of us, a lot of women fall into on a regular basis and that aren't necessarily serving us well because they have become too big of a part within us. And then the third one is one which I think that we need to embody a little bit more. And they are the princess, or sometimes called the maiden, the martyr, and the queen. Now, I think you can already guess which two many women fall into, and those are the first couple, the princess and the martyr. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about what each of these things are and how they actually might show up for you within your life. So the princess. The princess is all sweetness and innocence, right? She's lovely, but the princess is a very passive archetype. So she's waiting around for others to do things for her. She's waiting and hoping to get the things that she wants. She's kind of hoping to be rescued. She's hoping that somebody else is going to come and just make it easy for her and give her what she needs and what she wants. She can be a bit needy, a bit dependent. She can kind of act like the damsel in distress and she sees herself as the victim of circumstance. Now, before you start thinking that there's not very much of this in you, I think that for many of us, there is a lot of this in us. Now, I've worked to rid myself of some of the princess energy, which has definitely been quite dominant in my life at certain times. And this is really how it can show up for you. So, for example, thinking that certain things are just easier for other people. So when we say things like, oh God, it's okay for her to do exercise, she's just got more time than I have. You know, I can't possibly do that. I don't have the time that she has, so I can't exercise. So we look out to the world and we say to ourselves, well, I can't do it because it's just not as easy for me as it is for that person. Now, you know, on the one hand, it may not be as easy for the other person as we think it is, as we assume it is. They have other stuff going in their lives. But also, even if it is easier for the other person, it doesn't mean that we can't do it too. It doesn't mean that we can't do it in our own way. So thinking that certain things are just easier for other people or other people just have a natural ability or whatever it is to do certain things and we don't have that. Putting up barriers, you know, for example, kind of going to yourself, well, I can't work out four times a week, so there's no point. Like we're putting a barrier in the way straight away of why we can't do certain things. Depending on external factors to motivate you and get you results. So, you know, the princess is looking in the mirror and she's moaning about how she looks and she hates everything about how she looks. And she's thinking, oh my God, I'll just do that diet and quickly lose that weight and everything's going to be okay. And looking always at the external factors, not looking at what's actually going on inside her as well. You know, the princess might create a goal, then not really put in the work that's needed to reach it and then complain when it doesn't happen. And usually that complaining shows up in blaming external factors. I was too busy. I got ill. The kids were off school. This happened, that happened, the other happened. I couldn't possibly do the things that I needed to do in the end. 
So a lot of that kind of, you know, getting frustrated that goal's not happening for us and saying it's because this happened and it's because that happened. And again, not looking within ourselves for, well, you know, also what was going on within me? What could I have changed in order to get that thing that I wanted to get? Giving up when things don't go your way. The princess definitely does that. She's like, oh, I can't be bothered with this. It's too hard. It's too hard to plan my meals. I'm not going to bother. Forget it. Or it's too hard to work out. I don't want to work out. I don't feel motivated to work out. This is rubbish. I'm going to stop. So giving up when things get hard, giving up when things don't go your way, that's very much in the princess energy. And also hoping that things are going to change for you without actually changing the way you approach things. So a lot of us do this, and I definitely, definitely have been known to do this myself as well, which is, you know, I keep doing the same thing, doing the same thing, doing the same thing, and thinking, if I just try hard enough, and if I just, you know, hope hard enough, then eventually it's going to work, rather than taking a step back and going, what do I actually need to change? What do I need to change about my approach? What do I need to change about myself? What do I need to change about how I'm showing up in order to get to those things? Now, hopefully now, or maybe now, some of this is starting to sound a bit more familiar. You're like, okay, yes, I can see that I possibly do that. You know, if we get honest with ourselves, we've all got a bit of this in us, right? All of us. All of us have had our moments, but sometimes we have a lot of this. Like I say, I've had times in my life where I've had a lot of this in my life, particularly when it comes to kind of my work and my business, like trying to do the same things over and over again and go, why am I not getting different results? I don't understand what's happening. And it was because I needed to take a step back and look at how I was showing up and start showing up flipping differently. You know, or I've also been guilty of saying, oh, it's okay for them because they've got more time. It's okay for them because they have this natural knack of, you know, marketing or whatever it might be. And it's not true. They've just worked at it. They've just worked at it. So like I say, we've all got a bit of princess in us, but sometimes we have a lot of princess inside us, you know, and if you are, then you're essentially staying inside your little bubble, getting frustrated that things aren't going your own way and yet not being willing to make the changes to your mindset to change the actions that you need to take in order to get to where you want to. So that is archetype number one. And definitely we all have some, we all have some princess, maybe some more than others. Right, the martyr. This is the second one we're going to move on to. And the martyr doesn't really need too much explaining, right? So the martyr is all about sacrifice. They will sacrifice themselves to those around them, no matter the pain or the cost to themselves. And they will even do this when other people haven't necessarily asked for that sacrifice. And this is something that shows up in a lot of us and it shows up a lot. We will not spend any time on ourselves. We won't do the exercise. We don't, won't do the self-care because we think it's selfish, because we think that we should be too busy doing everything else for everyone else. And we do this regardless of whether it then means that we can't get the things that we want to for ourselves. And a lot of us fall into this because this is what society demands of us, right? We've been led to believe that being a good wife, mother, woman is somebody who sacrifices for other people. So a lot of us are in this place and a lot of us spend too much time in this place. I actually decided to do this episode because I'd been watching on TV an episode of Sort Your Life Out. So I don't know if you've ever watched that. So Sort Your Life Out, Stacey Solomon. She has lessons to teach us. I promise she does. So I watched this with my daughter because she loves it. I love it. It's one of those things where you like look at people's houses. They go into people's houses. These people have got so much clutter, like they can barely walk around because they've got so much stuff. They can't cook in the kitchen because every counter is full. Like, you look at it and just like, how are you living like this? I don't understand. 
And what they do is they empty out the house, they reorganise everything in the house, they get the family to go to this massive warehouse and clear out at least half of the stuff they own, like get rid of half of it. And then they put it all back together and their lives are just so much simpler and so much more sorted. And I was watching this episode the other week and there was this mum, so she had three kids. The kids were, I think, 10, 12 and 18 or something like that. So it was her husband and her three kids and they lived in, in quite a small house. And one of the things that she said as she was going through this process is, I just want to be the best mum. I just want to do everything for my family. And it was kind of a moment where I just thought, gosh, how many of us think like that? How many of us think that in order to be a good mum, we have to do everything for everybody, right? We have to do all the washing. We have to do all the cooking. We have to do all the emptying the dishwasher. We have to do all the putting the clothes away. We have to organise everybody and tell everybody what's what and, you know, do like all the things. And of course, when our kids are really little, we will end up doing most of those things, right? But as our kids get older, we don't necessarily want to be doing so much of that. But we've got so used to doing it that we continue to do it. And not just for them, we'll do it for our other halves, our husbands as well. You know, we'll do it for people at work as well. We've become used to just saying yes and doing everything for everybody. And, you know, as Stacey Simon pointed out in this, she said, you know, with her kids at home, she hates it when she asks them to help with something and, and she gets the moaning. But she said, but ultimately, they've got to do it. Ultimately, I will put up with the moaning and I will put up with them doing a slightly crap job because it's only when they do the thing that they will learn how to do it better and that they will be able to do more of those things for ourselves. And I think that, you know, for me, one of the things that I feel is really important is to prepare our kids for an independent life. It's not up to us to do everything for them, particularly as they get older. It's up to us to prepare them to be functional adults in the world, to be able to go out there and to be able to put a wash on and to be able to cook a meal and to be able to pay the bills and to be able to do all of those things, right? So sometimes when we are doing everything for everyone else, we're actually doing them a disservice. You know, those people are not appreciating all the things that you're doing. Believe me, Believe me, nobody is going, oh God, she's so great. She does everything for me. They're just expecting it and they will continue to expect it for as long as we do those things for other people. So, you know, we need to think about putting some boundaries in place. And this is really important. I read this quote on Instagram the other day from someone called the holistic psychologist. And the quote was this, putting everyone else's needs before your own isn't selfless. It is self-abandonment. Society glorifies this and it's a massive reason why many of us are so unwell. So, you know, we think, oh, it's selfless. It's selfless to do this, but it's not. We're abandoning ourselves. When we martyr ourselves to everybody else and everything else, we are abandoning ourselves. And yes, society might glorify this, but that's why we have to take control and we have to fight back and we have to say, no, I have boundaries. This is not to say that you can't do things for other people because it's lovely, isn't it? It is lovely to think that, you know, like today, for example, I'm I'm looking at, you know, the house and I'm like, I need to tidy up and I want to tidy up before my husband gets home. Not because he'll expect it, not because it's, you know, a problem if the house is a bit messy, but, you know, just because I want to do that for him. I'm not going to do that at the expense of something else, right? I've already been to the gym and I did the gym before I did the cleaning up of the house because that's important to me. But it doesn't mean that I don't want to do things for other people. So that's really important as well. And I think the other side to this is that, you know, there was something that I noticed on the news the other week or it was online somewhere, which basically said that women are like twice as likely to suffer from chronic pain conditions such as fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome. Now, I'm not saying that this is solely because women sacrifice themselves to the stress of looking after everyone else. 
and you know our healthcare system is definitely stacked against women it certainly doesn't help but i do feel that the additional stress we take upon ourselves cannot be unrelated like that quote said society glorifies our self-abandonment and it's a massive reason why so many of us are unwell and the fact is stress is a major driver of inflammation and inflammation is a major driver of disease so we need to do a little less martyring in our lives for the sake of our future health. And the thing is, we're running around trying to do everything for everyone else, feeling stressed all the time, feeling like we can't stop, feeling like we must keep everybody happy. And it's stressing us out. And we think that we're serving other people by doing this. But if we end up ill, if we end up not able to do anything at all, then not only have we you know, abandoned ourselves, but it means that we can't do things for other people later either. You know, this is not about completely stopping, but it's about taking a look at, you know, are we martyring ourselves and is that going to have an effect on, our, you know, our future health, our current health as well, actually. So that's the martyr. <laughs> as you can probably tell, I'm not too keen on the martyr and I'm definitely trying to have less and less and less of that in my life, which again has been, it has been in there. You know, I've, I've martyred myself before. Oh, I do all these things. I'm always doing the washing. Oh my God, nobody helps me, right? I've been there. I've done that. I will no longer do that. Okay. Right. Now we're going to move on to last but not least, the queen. Now, most of us have way too little queen. We've got way too much princess, way too much martyr, not enough queen. And something I have personally been working on is bringing much more queen energy into my life. And the queen is all about confidence and leadership and strength. In my reading up on this, there is also an element of fierce loyalty to her husband, even if he's unfaithful, but we're going to overlook that, okay? We're going to say, no, the queen is not standing for that, right? Not my queen anyway. So, you know, with the queen, you better believe that she is in charge of herself. She's in charge of her life. She's in charge of her decisions. She takes responsibility. She takes responsibility for what she does. She takes responsibility for how she shows up. And she absolutely knows who she is and what is important to her. You can bet that this is not a woman who spends ages on her phone scrolling and then complains that she doesn't have the time to exercise and that her sleep is rubbish. She is taking charge of that shiz. She really, really is. She is also not trying to do everything and be everything to everyone. She is kind and thoughtful, but she knows her boundaries and she is not afraid to put them in place when she needs to. She is strong. She is capable. She does what she needs to do to get what she wants to get. So which of those do you think you fit into? I'm going to say probably not a lot of queen. You know, for many of us, it's like 40% princess, 50% martyr, 10% queen. And which one would you like to have more of? Because I know which one I want to have more of in my life. Now, I want to say it's not a matter of just totally getting rid of any one thing. Because, you know, who doesn't like being looked after sometimes? Who doesn't want to be the princess? right? I definitely want to be looked after sometimes. And who doesn't take pleasure in doing things for people they love? Of course they do. I'm going to take huge pleasure in having the house completely tidy when my husband gets back from work later. It's not because I'm being a martyr, it's because it is something that I want to do and I want the whole family to be able to enjoy a nice, tidy, peaceful house. That is what I want. We want to do those things for other people, for the people that we love. But when we show up in the energy of the princess and the martyr all the time, we're going to stay stuck. We're going to feel like we're just not moving in the direction we want to because, you know, we're blaming external circumstances. We're spending our lives serving other people, doing things for other people and not allowing ourselves the time that we need, feeling selfish, in fact, for taking out the time that we need. So how can you start bringing a bit more queen energy today? How can you stop blaming 
external circumstances with things not going the way you want them to? How can you stop trying to be all things to all people? And how can you take charge of that a little bit more? How can you take charge of your life? How can you take more responsibility for the decisions and the actions in your life? Stepping into the queen energy is not easy, okay? The queen knows who the hell she is. And for a lot of us, we have lost that. We've lost that over time, but we definitely can step into that. We definitely can bring more queen energy into our lives 100%. So I hope that's given you a bit more food for thought. Now, one way that you can bring more queen energy into your life right now and take charge of your results is by joining me over inside the ChickFit Members Club. Now, this is my online fitness membership, and it is literally full of queen energy, full of women who are looking after their fitness and their wellness, and they are feeling more energized, more productive, and more amazing as a result. And from Monday, the 24th of April, we're actually going to be starting our spring 28-day fit sprint. So this is four weeks of progress workouts and support that's going to take you from feeling a bit uninspired and lacking in energy to feeling full of life and totally 100% in your queen energy. I promise. Okay. Now, don't leave this until the last minute because you're going to need a few days just to get prepped, to get on top of what you're going to be doing and to get on top of what you need to have ready to get started. And if you do join now, you can actually get started with some workouts straight away. So you can pick some of the individual workouts from the workout library. So there's literally no excuse not to get started right now. There's no excuse to sit there and go, oh, I'll do it next week because that's when the sprint starts. Do not leave it. All right, do it now. Then you're in there. You're going to get all the emails about the sprint. You're going to see all the posts about the sprint. You're going to be able to get prepared for the sprint. You are going to be ready to hit the road running on Monday, the 24th of April. So just head over to chickfit.co.uk forward slash members club. I'll pop the link into the show notes as well. You can find out more there and you can join us. And it's just £25 a month. There is no minimum term. And once you finish that sprint, there are going to be loads of amazing two, four and six week programs for you to move on to. So you can capitalize on what you started in the sprint and you can build your fitness, your energy and your fabulousness as well. Right. That's me for this week. It's been a real pleasure. I know that you've got that queen energy inside you. It is waiting to be unleashed. I can't wait to see more queen energy in my life, in my world. So get started with bringing a little bit more of that into your life. And I am going to see you back here again next week. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. Don't forget to come over and join me on my social media channels at Alex Chickfit for plenty more inspiration.